0: Spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state, this is the Gatos and Chad Show.
1: Happy, 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 happy. I don't
2: know. It's still not quite there. I was doing better before. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. That's Allie Pardee. I'm Barry Marks. And in for the uh, boys, they're back next week, right after the new year. They left here. They said, we're not coming back till next year. They were upset. But uh, I, I think they're okay. I've, I've been on Twitter. Gatos just seems to be talking about fantasy football to the level of. Does I, he
0: ever talk about anything I, else?
2: I, I'm almost about to unfollow him. It's too much. But uh, but he'll be back. He'll be back next week. He talks about fantasy football and he talks about how much he doesn't like the Cardinals this year. Those are his two big uh, his two big things on Twitter. It's plenty uh, to talk about then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we continue to monitor uh, the courts here in Arizona. The appellate court today expected to issue a decision on the Arizona abortion law issue, and we will have that for you on KTAR as big soon news. as it happens. So. Stay Stay tuned for that, and then um, Ali, you heard about this a few months ago. Uh, Governor Ducey, look, the border is a mess. I mean, I think most everybody, no matter what your uh, political persuasion is, we can all agree what's going on at the border right now is is a mess. There's millions of me- millions of people coming in trying to get asylum into the United States. There's people coming across the border uh, in a separately illegally. Mm-hmm. There's there's just a lot going on there, you know, because people want to come into the United States. There's bad things happening in other parts of the world, and we're we're kind of that you know that shiny city on the hill. I mean, this is the place people want to be. And we've we haven't been able to our legislative leaders, our congressmen, our president, everybody, nobody's been able to work out some sort of a compromise to try to deal with some of these issues.
0: Comprehensive.
2: Yeah. Comprehensive immigration yeah. reform would be great. So. Governor Ducey, uh, and and I will say this uh, about most politicians, uh, the reason I think that we don't have comprehensive immigration reform, the reason Congress hasn't dealt with this issue uh, is because people in both parties like to use it for political showmanship, to badger the other side, to get donations, Absolutely. to get clicks, to get mm-hmm. votes. They use it as a cudgel against the other side as opposed to let's see what we can do to solve the problem. Which
0: in the grand scheme of things is detrimental to Q- human life to what's happening currently. Now we have a whole argument over shipping containers.
2: Yeah, it's just absolutely incredible. So Ducey, our our governor Ducey, a few months ago, uh, he does uh, what I thought was a a show. I call it a show thing. It's not a real thing. It's not a substantive policy thing. It's a show thing. We can have a discussion about whether that was true Mm -hmm. or not. But he starts making his own wall. He says, I'm going to build a wall. If
0: you're not going to, I'll, I'll do, do it.
2: it. I'll do it. And, 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 of course, for a lot of us, we went, all right, cool. I mean, that's mm-hmm. it, great. So he starts putting shipping containers, those big, giant shipping containers on the border. He stacks them. First, it was just going to be one. And then pretty quickly, they had pictures of people just climbing over the container. So he did two. And, and he put them all along the border. Yeah. And before he did it, the federal government came out. Before he did this, before he announced it, they said, we're going to put a wall in this area. as The Yuma mm-hmm. sector. Uh, whether you want to believe that or not is up to you. I'm, I'm not here to say the federal government says stuff and that it Happens so, but that's what they said. And when he announced he was going to do this, the federal government went to Governor Ducey and said, "Don't do that. If you do it, you're you're it's not legal, mm-hmm. and we're going to sue you. And you know this is going to be bad." And Ducey acted tough and said, "I'm going to do it anyway." So he did it. And then he went on the media tour. He was on our station. He was on TV. Yeah. He he and that's why I called it a it's show. All over social it, it, media. It's a show. Yeah. It's the same thing with that um, and I'm not here to bash Governor Ducey. He mm-hmm. did a lot of great stuff over eight years in Arizona, and I don't want to hear be bashing him on the way out the door, but it, it was the same thing with what he called the border strike force. It was like really like, So it's got, a, it's got a great name. Is it is it kind of a hat? It, it sounds like, cool. Yeah, but what what is it really doing? So yeah. in any case, he puts up the he puts up these containers. And the federal government sues. They finally follow through with something they say they're going to do. They follow, they sue him. They sue the state. And within a week, he caves and settles it. And as part of the settlement, he has to take, when, when I say do the state has to take down all of these shipping containers. Now, Allie, it's cost $82 million to put up the shipping container wall a couple of months ago. And now we know how much it's going to cost to take it down. How much? $76 million. So for... A hundred and fifty six million dollars. That's what it's going to cost the you and me. Yeah. I don't know what our share of one hundred fifty six million dollars is in a twelve billion dollar budget. I'm going to call it at least a lunch that you and I, we have to we're buying lunch for somebody. But we're spending one hundred and fifty six million dollars of state money to now for this little this little gambit that I I think was just a showpiece. Mm -hmm. It was a political showpiece. And what a waste. It did nothing. It's all coming down now. And.
0: It's coming down Uh, on the Arizona taxpayers.
2: $156 million. Now, what could we do... With $156 million in this state. Can we give teachers a raise? Can we give pol- can we give money to the cities and say give police and fire firefighters raises? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, let's talk about the police departments right now. They're struggling to find people, right? Officers yeah. are quitting. They can't recruit enough police officers. Maybe you offer a big signing bonus. Maybe you take that $156 million and say we're going to give grants to city police departments to find new officers. Or to teachers, or which we still have an incredible teacher shortage in this state.
0: There's plenty of things that could course, be benefit.
2: Of course. Yeah. And, and instead, it was spent on this. Now, we're in a fortunate position where the state has, you know, a five... Surplus, billion dollar yeah. surplus and the covid money came in so fast we, we don't even have enough drawers to stick the cash. But why
0: waste it over exactly. a game?
2: Exactly. And it's it, this is in line with you know the people like it that's why that's why governors do this stuff. This is in line with what Greg Abbott does in Texas mm-hmm. when he's bussing people he did it on Christmas I, day. I, he sent he he bust these these folks who came in and I have to tell you these aren't people who came across the border illegally. These are asylum seekers. These are mm-hmm. people who legally presented themselves to the United States at a border, at a port of entry, and said, hi, I'm from uh, Guatemala or El Salvador or somewhere, and I'm being persecuted. Now, maybe they're lying. Maybe they don't deserve asylum. Maybe they're not. But what they're doing is absolutely complying with, with America, U.S. law.
0: Yeah, and so what's happening in return is they're getting sent around the country, being bused after whatever their travels they endured, and then it's, again, like you said, is it a political game? Is it showmanship? Yeah. Is it, oh, this bus or this plane dropped these people off at Martha's Vineyard, wherever, yeah. and it's for what? And yeah. these are human beings.
2: It, it, and that's exactly right. And, and look, I agree. Biden administration not doing a good job at the border. Doing a bad job at the border. You look at the
0: numbers and it's just insane. There's
2: no plan in place. I would love to see Biden work with now Kirsten Sinema, our senator, Mm -hmm. who says she wants to have a bipartisan immigration plan. Let's figure that out. I'm not here to say Biden's doing a good job. But when you take people who came to our country legally and and applied for asylum. following the
0: rules and 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 then you're using them.
2: As a political pawn and dropping them off in Washington, D.C. in the middle of the night on Christmas. When it's it, it's eighteen degrees outside, yeah, and some of these people don't have jackets. They don't, no, I mean, they came
0: with the clothes on their back,
2: it, and not even not even calling ahead of time to whoever the social service people there are and say, "Hey, no. we're about to drop one hundred and forty people off in front of the vice president's house." It's, I mean, it, so that's yeah, how sad. that's now Ducey stopped doing that, but that's the that's what I equate this stuff to. It's mm-hmm. using our tax dollars to benefit a politician, not yeah. not better for the state, not better for the country. Makes this politician look good. And the fact is, a lot of us like it. That's why they do it. They're not doing it because they're getting
0: attention. Their name's coming up on a breaking news alert on your phone on Christmas Eve or whatever to say this happened.
2: So that's how I that's how I view what Ducey did with these shipping containers. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm assigning a bad motive when there was a good one. Uh, But I have to tell you, it it just now, especially the way this worked out, one hundred and fifty six million dollars of Arizona taxpayer money wasted. It's sad. Wasted over the course of three months. Absolutely unbelievable. Months. All right, coming up, Kevin Christopher's here. We'll have an update for you on what's happening with that University of uh, Idaho murderer. He's been captured. We'll have the latest on that. And then on the other side, uh, we're going to uh, talk about uh, the Trump tax returns, the uh, President Trump, former President Trump's tax returns. They were released today. Uh, we'll just give you a couple of highlights from that. It's it, it, Look, it's not that too much, but there's a couple of things you just look at and go, really? A guy with that much money? Really? That's Ali Party. I'm Barry Markson. It's KTAR.
1: Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3
0: FM. A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. The Gatos and Chad Show, 2 till 6. All right,
2: welcome back, everybody. Barry Marks and Allie party in for Gatos and Chad. Thanks for joining us. Uh, coming up, we're going to be holding up the headlines uh, with Kevin Christopher in just a few minutes. But, uh, Allie, did you see today the, uh, the House uh, Ways and Means Committee. They released the uh, uh, Trump's tax returns. They they got him. It was a seven year odyssey. You, re, you remember um, this started so long ago. You were probably in high school. The, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Close. I'm kidding. But he was it was he, this was uh, Trump before he was uh, when he was running for president back in 2015. Well, it was the big
0: topic of discussion. He
2: was going to. He was always going to turn over the tax returns, and he never did. Never did. Never did. And uh, they got him, and they released him, and. Uh, a couple of interesting things here. One, uh, it really doesn't make any money. Um, <laughs> it was interesting, like his
0: mind-boggling. His
2: business loses money every year. Look, I, I get that. You you have write-offs. You do stuff on purpose to, to minimize your tax hit. I get it. He he didn't pay taxes for six years. Um, Must be nice. But one of the things, yeah, I mean, the rest of us pay taxes, right? I mean, it's kind of wild. Uh, Either, either he's really not making any money and losing a lot of money or he's figured out how to work the system. And I guess, you know, more power to him if he's doing that, if it's legal, Uh, maybe that's why he's being audited all the time. Um, but what it showed was not a, not a charitable man. And, and I think we knew that.
0: Is that surprising?
2: Uh, no, uh, but it's surprising to the extent of it. I mean, when you have this kind of money, when you're a, a multi, multi billionaire, according mm-hmm. to Trump, um, to not give anything, I, I mean, it's just shocking. There was one year in here in 2020, um, he gave zero dollars to charity. Zero. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't like, know. If, I don't
2: know. I mean, I look, uh, I'm not saying I'm the most charitable person in the world, but I, I my wife and I give a good amount of money to charity each year. And it's but to have that kind of money and just do nothing to me is just The, fact it, of the matter is, is
0: that there are plenty of ways to be charitable and it benefit you. Yeah. Like the, that. That's my thing with someone in this in the tax bracket that he is in. Yeah. That could really play well right. for him.
2: Yeah. Give, give him some build a building, put a name on a building. He seems to like doing that. The Ugh. Trump wing of the hospital. Yeah. you know there's stuff you can do but even just to say that he didn't even write like a hundred dollar check to the boys and girls club or something you know
0: what's a hundred dollars to him it, it, well it's nothing uh, yeah. i mean it's
2: it's he's he's using that to to you know light his cigarettes or something <laughs> it's crazy but it that that part is the part that really stood out to me more than more than anything and there's a whole bunch of stuff here we're not going to go into too much detail uh but the lack of charity is crazy. And it, and it reminded me that here in Arizona, we're coming up on the end of the mm-hmm. year now. In fact, I'm – despite having all good intentions to give my charitable donations before the last minute, like I'm yeah. – but I'm going to be doing it last minute. Um, but you can get these gifts, the donations in before the end of the year. And I will – I was asking you earlier if you knew about this, but Arizona has a tax credit program. So mm-hmm. you can be – this is perfect for Trump. You can be, you can be charitable. And it doesn't actually cost you anything.
0: It benefits you.
2: It really does. So what you can do in, in Arizona, they have several, we have several different tax credits. And I, when I, I'm saying credit. It's not a deduction. You get mm. a cha- Usually you give money to charity, you get a tax deduction. Uh, you get tax on less money, less income. A tax credit is you give them a dollar, the charity a dollar, the state gives you the dollar back. So you are literally, you come out of it net zero. You lose no money and you get to feel good about yourself and you're giving money to charity. You're
0: picking your favorite charity. It's benefiting them and it's benefiting you. Right.
2: And you're literally, what you're doing is taking your tax dollars, the money that you pay in taxes to the state and saying, hey, I'm going to take back this this amount and I'm going to give it to this charity. That's it. You, you're paying, you're not, it's not costing you an extra dollar. So, uh, I encourage you to go to the, uh, the Arizona Department of Revenue, uh, here, uh, here in Arizona. It's a 80, we'll get that website for you in a second. And, it will show you the list of all sorts of charities that you can do. It's AZDOR, Arizona Department of Revenue, AZDOR.gov. And in there, they have all the different tax credit programs. There's a uh, charities for poor people, charities. Most, a lot of charities that help people are on this now. Almost everybody is. And then in addition to that, and you can do, by the way, I think it's, and you'd check this, it's, it's either four or $500 uh, per individual. Uh, and then it's, uh, double that if you're married. Uh, so 800 a 1,000, I can't remember which one it is. There's a separate one in addition to that for all these other charities for specifically for foster care. So for in Arizona, cool. we have so many foster kids and, and, and the folks who do this, who take in foster children are just amazing. I mean, imagine that opening your home, bringing in a mm. child who may very well be troubled, but and need help and need assistance and need love. And, and these folks do that. But Arizona funds foster children Awfully, we, we have no money for it. It's, it's awful. So what the legislature did several years ago, instead of allocating more money to it, they said, we'll do a tax credit. So you can give a married couple can give up to $1,000 to uh, foster uh, ch- uh, charities that help foster kids and foster families. And again, it's a tax credit. It doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. And, and I look again, look it up, just, you know, type in Arizona foster care tax credit. It'll come up for you. Uh, and there's several really good foster care charities, uh, that you can look at. Uh, there's one that's called the uh, Arizona friends of, uh, uh, Arizona friends of foster care and, uh our Friends of Foster Children Foundation. There's all sorts of good ones, but mm-hmm. find a good one that's reputable and you can give them $500 per person, $1,000 per couple. And you get, if you have income, you get all that money back. If you have income taxes, there's also uh tax credits alley for schools, for public schools. Yeah. So your school, the school you went to when you were a kid, the school your kids go to now, whatever you want. Um, and you can give them money and you get it all back. And then you can. It's pretty cool. It's really nice. Yeah. So it Makes anyway, you
0: feel good at the end of the year. Well,
2: it's, and it's free. So you get oh. it doesn't even cost you. And again, as long as you have income and as yes. long as you pay taxes, it comes out of that. So mm-hmm. Arizona Department of Revenue, it's azdor. dot gov. G-O-V. Check it out. Do it on your own. I'm not giving you any tax advice here, but it's a really cool way to be charitable uh, and uh, to help uh, folks around uh, good charities around the state, the ones that you like. No one's going to tell you who to give to. Uh, and it's it's just a really nice uh, thing that Arizona does. Very cool. All right, coming up, Kevin Christopher is standing by in the KTR News Center. We'll have an update for you on that University of Idaho. Uh, four uh, kids were murdered two months ago. Well, we, they caught the suspect in Pennsylvania. We'll have the latest for you in the news update in just a moment. And as part of that, we're going to be uh, holding up the headlines. Allie and I might uh, might interrupt him a tad, so we'll have that for you as well. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. Stay with us. It's KTAR.
1: Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR, on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com, and streaming live on the KTAR News app. You're breaking news and traffic now. All right, we're holding up the headlines. Kevin Christopher in for Becky Lynn. Uh, take it away, Kevin. All right, Barry, thank you very much. And this has been our top story now and will be for the next several hours. We do believe justice will be found through the criminal process. Police have made a breakthrough in the murders of the four Moscow, Idaho students who were killed inside their off-campus home last month. KTAR's Taylor Tassler joins us live in the News Center with the latest details.
0: 28-year-old Washington State University student Brian Christopher Koberger was arrested in Pennsylvania today in connection with the murders. Moscow Police Chief James Fry announced Koberger is charged with four counts of murder as well as felony burglary.
1: So we are still looking for all pieces of evidence, but we are still looking for the, the weapon. And I will say that we have found an alatra.
0: Officials would not confirm if the Honda Elantra they found was Coburger's. Avondale native Zana Carnattle was stabbed to death on November 13th, along with her boyfriend and two roommates. Reporting live in the news center, Taylor Tassler, KTAR News.
1: And police are asking anyone with information about Coburger or the crime to give them a call. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories.
2: Oh my goodness! That is such a, it's such a it's a bad story yet a good story. Today, uh, seven weeks ago, this happened. Uh, trying to figure out what happened since then. Trying to find a suspect. They finally arrest somebody. FBI in Pennsylvania arrest this guy, twenty eight years old, a grad student at the uh, Washington State University, about mm. ten minutes away from Moscow. Uh, hopefully, this is the right guy, and we'll get at least some information. Why did he do this? How did this happen? What was his connection to these people?
0: There's so many unanswered questions.
2: There really are, and and we're also hearing that when he was arrested, he asked if anyone else had been arrested, so now you're wondering, just, are there others involved? Yeah. Is he just crazy? We don't know. Yeah. So, so many questions.
0: No, and, and you just have to think of those families. You know, we wanted to think almost that this could have been a cold case, you know? Right. There's four people murdered in a college town, and then all of a sudden, nothing. Nothing's talked about.
2: Yeah, you have to give uh, you have to give law enforcement credit.
1: Unbelievably, they tracked this uh, guy down and, and yeah. found him. We're holding up the headlines. As millions in the Valley prepare to celebrate the new year, all that smoke will contribute to high pollution. Matt Pace with the Arizona Department of Air Quality Asked for you to think of ways to reduce emissions.
2: Instead of lighting the fireworks, find a different way to
1: celebrate. I'll limit your firework use. Instead of burning wood, try to burn gas or electric. That just helps everyone breathe a little bit easier and lowers those concentrations across the valley. The ADEQ has issued a high pollution advisory for both New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Pace says if you're sensitive to poor air quality, stay indoors with the windows shut. Did he just say we should burn our own gas? Is that what he said? That can't be what he said.
0: I hope
2: not. No. I, no. <laughs> I thought that too, but I wasn't
0: going to say anything.
2: <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> that sounds like fun. I, oh, I, I'm gonna sounds s-
0: dangerous. I'm going s- to say
2: this. I, I've been I've been doing radio for uh, an awfully long time here in the Valley, almost 30 years, and, and doing these shows on New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve, that happens all the time. And every single year, they put out this advisory that you're not allowed to have – you're not allowed to burn a fire. You're not allowed to have firewood. And it always seemed – because the air quality is bad. And I used to always laugh. How is it that the air quality is always bad on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve? They know. They, well, they know because it's the people burning the fires. That's the problem. And and I know a lot of us out there, including me, say, "Come on, I want to have a fire on on Christmas Eve, bonfire, all that stuff." And what happens is there are folks out there who are friends, our neighbors, Mm. who have. Uh, respiratory issues and, and, go, and get by okay, but when it gets bad on these days, it becomes very difficult for them. They can't even go outside sometimes.
0: Well, and, you know, driving even here to the studios, you're driving down on the 51 and you can just see the plume of smoke yeah. above the valley. It's gross.
2: Yeah, and that's it, it's tough. So I, I always made fun of it for years. I made fun of it like, this is crazy. How is it it's always serious. on these days? Uh, but it's a real thing and it's because more of us are home and families there. and We're lighting fires and we're doing the fireworks and it really
1: is an issue for folks,
2: uh, our neighbors with respiratory problems.
1: We're holding up the headlines. So we go from air quality to drought. Arizona is getting ready to close out 2022 with 39% of the state in drought. Mark O'Malley with the National Weather Service says that's a 22% drop from last year at this time thanks to a great monsoon and the recent storms. Now we're starting to get some snow in the high elevations, and that's what we really need to help some of the long-term hydrology and more rains expected across the deserts this weekend, along with more snow in the high country. Yeah, it's uh,
0: yeah. We, we've both been talking about it leading into the holiday weekend and all that kinds of stuff. We both have uh, cabins up in Mound yeah. Park, and I know your family's up there right now. So much snow up north right now.
2: Yeah, we just saw a picture from up there. They had a they had over a foot of snow the other day on Sunday. It's supposed to be snowing another so six jealous. eight inches. It's it's I wish crazy. I was up there. the skiing's going to be better. Everything's going to be good, but it's uh, it's snowy and cold up there. Uh, it, it's uh, you know the drought thing is interesting as kevin mentioned 39 percent of the state still in drought i felt like this was a really heavy rain year for arizona
0: i felt that way too but but i will say one
2: of the better things that that came out of this is about 20 about 20 percent better than last year as far as the areas of the state under drought so still not good but but we actually did
1: have a big improvement
0: yeah so maybe next year maybe (laughs) next
1: year we're holding up the headlines and we go down to football Michigan and TCU face off in this year's annual Fiesta Bowl, and the newly minted CEO of the bowl game is just happy to be here.
2: Eric Moses has only been on the job for about a month, but praises the Valley for its love of the bowl game.
1: The community here have been so fantastic about embracing this game for so long and making it so important, so successful, and one that, frankly, knocked my socks off.
2: Tickets are sold out, but if you still want to watch the game, Moses recommends joining the pregame Fan fest or hanging around the bars and restaurants near State Farm Stadium in Glendale.
1: Nick Sadowski, KTR News. And the kickoff is tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock.
0: If I'm not there... I'm going to be watching it at home. Is that right? I love the Fiesta Bowl. I grew up going to yeah. it. I had family that played for TCU. So, but then, of course, my husband's a Michigan fan, so I'm kind of torn right now. <laughs> I know he's going to be saying go blue, but I, I have cousins that played at TCU, right. so I feel like I'm a little torn, but it's so much fun. It's so much fun going out there, yeah. tailgating, all that stuff.
2: No, it's a great experience. It's one of the greatest things we do here in the Valley every year uh, and a wonderful tradition for us. And I'll, I'll tell you, I didn't realize there were so many Michigan fans here uh, in Arizona. There's... I'm seeing them everywhere. They're coming out of the woodwork. Well, so it's, they I mean, have
0: that way about them. <laughs> I mean, I think they're
2: visiting for the game, but also we have them that live here. So this is oh, yeah. more, more than I realize, I think, Michigan fans uh, in the Valley. We're holding up the headlines. And I'm a Ohio State fan, so I'm oh, rooting for TCU tomorrow. Ooh. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> outside, go Horn Frogs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Kevin. And there you have it. We were holding up the headlines. Uh, always fun and uh, great to do that with Kevin today on uh, Christmas, or excuse me, New Year's Eve Eve. Uh, and, you know, we were uh, we were talking about up north. Valley And uh, the snow up there, it hasn't really snowed that much up there. They had one little snow- storm. This was big. I mean, a ton oh, of yeah. a ton of storm, uh, a snow in flag, and a ton of storm up by Sholo, mm-hmm. So our two ski areas uh, in Arizona, I think, are going to have some good snow here uh, for the weekend and it for next week. It's fun holiday yeah. weekend for and, everybody. And Sunday's going to be crazy. So depending on when you're going up there, it's supposedly the weather, just like down here at the Valley, uh, today and tomorrow, going to be overcast but not raining and up, up north not snowing. But Sunday, look out, it's supposed to be six to eight hours or more. Of snow or rain or you know depending on how cold.
0: So potentially at. when everyone's going to try to pack up and travel home.
2: Yeah, it's it's uh, definitely going to be pretty interesting here. But uh, it seems like we've I, I, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like even over the summer we were getting a lot of really big rainstorms.
0: I felt that way too, and it was our first year as real homeowners. So oh. like being in a monsoon with that type of rain and wind, yeah. I was like, is this not the worst monsoon season ever? <laughs> maybe we tap in and call Jim Cross. Maybe he'll be able to shed some light on that. But no seriously like the amount of times that I'd be driving downtown and it's like the I-17 is flooding like there was a good amount of rain.
2: It felt like it maybe and I started thinking maybe it was specific to certain areas of the valley that Mm. were getting hit really bad and that's what we'd hear about Yeah, but the airport wasn't getting it I I don't know.
0: No yeah and and I will say driving up north going to Munns Park and areas like that when you pass through Sunset Point how green was it? Yeah. It was so green up there which obviously a lot of those areas were burn scars so it's great
2: yeah definitely uh, it it was it's good. Getting the rain is always good. So apparently wasn't as as wet a year in Arizona as I thought it was, but still uh the fact that we took 20 percentage points off of the drought areas in the state. We know down, we needed it. Down to 39%, that part is good. All right, coming up it's a it's a TikTok trend that's going on this holiday season. Allie's going to tell us about this uh I have to say it's it's a little shocking and pre- and pretty funny. We're going to Yeah,
0: I almost pre- got you earlier. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you almost just did. We'll have it for you next. It's
1: KTAR. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM,
0: The Gatos and Chad Show.
2: All right, Allie Party, Barry Marks, Markson, in for the guys. Thanks for joining us here on KTAR. And, uh, you know, as uh, Allie, this is you showed me this on TikTok. Uh, which, of course, uh, the the uh, federal government no longer allows their employees to have TikTok on their phones because it's a big Chinese uh, operation going on there. But uh, you you said there's a new thing going on for the holidays on TikTok.
0: There's always a trend on yeah. social media. There's always the new wow factor. Years ago, it was the Tide Pod challenge, but this year it has just taken over, especially during the holidays. Wait, but the
2: Tide they were eating Tide Pods.
0: You don't remember that?
2: Was that a real thing?
0: Yep. Kids were really eating Tide Pods. And, like, doctors and the CDC were, like, coming out and saying, yeah. don't do this. It's oh, bad for good. your health. That's
2: a good way, to, good way to weed out the stupid. All right, go ahead. So what, what's the trend this year?
0: So I would say, especially during the holiday season, TikTok has been filled with devastation and kids pranking their family members. Really? By talking about pranking fake celebrity deaths. It right. sounds it sounds a little messed up.
2: So kids but, are kids are telling their parents that a celebrity that the parent likes died.
0: Absolutely, but
2: the celebrity didn't die. Correct. So they so they're with a straight face saying the the, the celebrity. Mom, died. you'll never guess. Okay. you'll never guess. All right, and there's a, there's a lot of this going on. I oh yeah, part.
0: absolutely. Give it a listen. Someone famous. I don't want to say who it is because I don't remember. Keith Richards. No. Richards. No. Is it musician, musician, or is it actor? The musician. It's Aussie, but it's like <laughs> just absolutely, <laughs> and that's just one of the examples. My oh. my poor mother-in-law, we got her so good. Dude. It was over the phone, and they and it was it was Oprah, and just <laughs> screams at the top of her lungs that. Well, what was it? What was it? I don't know. She she died in her sleep. They're saying maybe it was a heart attack. She had all the money in the world to get <laughs> health checked up. She had the best doctors. How could this happen? The rich
2: people never die.
0: Apparently. But I mean, it's kind of sick because then wow. you think about it in the in the grand scheme of things like look at what look at how Kobe Bryant died. That was jarring yeah. and people no, didn't was. believe it. This so, is so mean. It is mean. But again, sometimes humor it, it so wait a has away.
2: So. so how long did you let your mother in law go telling her Oprah died? It was Oprah like... A, Oprah did not die, by the way. Correct. How long did you let your mother in law go? It was on like
0: that? a good like three, four minutes.
2: Okay. And is she like just yelling the whole time? Oh or yeah. She, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just then, screaming this no, no, it couldn't happen. How? No. I I gotta Google it. And of course it was over the phone, so this is uh, the recording. Oh my, oh my God. It but and
2: so when you told her you were kidding, what happened?
0: I mean, there were probably some curse words <laughs> and not funny, how could you do this, all that type of stuff, but I, it's 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 kind of a messed up joke, but it, it is all over TikTok. <laughs>
2: so, so I have to ask you, though, I, I mean, I, I, I've i had uh, there's very few celebrities uh, where I, you know, there's celebrities you go, oh, and you feel sad. I mean, I, Anthony Bourdain was one. When he died, I felt yeah. I felt a little sadness, even though I don't know. Any, I never met the man, but no, but he
0: had like a you little felt, connection to him. Yeah. But I don't
2: think I've ever screamed or done anything near like that. That's incredible. No, I,
0: these folks. <laughs> there was another one where someone told their mom that Donald Trump died, and she yes. said, our Donald?" Our Donald, <laughs> and it was so ah. personable. Oh. Like it, yeah.
2: It's really, it's like a family member dying. That's the that's the reaction there. I guess once you see that when the the fate the celebrity isn't even dead, but when you see a family member react to a celebrity dying like that, now what happens when somebody actual in the family dies? Do they react that way too?
0: Uh, you would or do hope they, so. Do they love the celebrity you, more. Uh, yeah, you would hope so. Oh
2: my goodness, I would be so mad if my kids did that to me.
0: It's not a funny joke, but
2: I'd bang their heads together like a couple of coconuts. <laughs> it would not be a good sign for them.
0: I will say that in the grand scheme of things, looking at it in in today's <laughs> world, it's not very funny. I can't imagine doing that to one of my family members. Yeah. But when I'm scrolling on TikTok, and it's TikTok after TikTok, it's pretty entertaining. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Oh, my. you showed me one earlier, we couldn't even play it on the air, because there was like, uh, they were, they were, the woman was so upset, she was cursing, she um, was, yeah, it was incredible. No, it it was violent almost. It was really <laughs> incredible. I want to see more of the reaction when the when the parents find out that the kids were lying when they're when they're goofing them, pranking them. They must be. Do they show that part, too?
0: Oh, yeah. Like okay. there's like par- like dads are grabbing the kid's shirt and, you know, get, <laughs> banging his head against a coconut, like you said, yeah. all that kinds of stuff.
2: All right. Uh, on the other side, uh, the, we've got Kevin Christopher in the KTR News Center. We're going to get an update. What happened at that University of Idaho uh, killing where four students were killed almost two months ago? They found a suspect and arrested him today. We'll have the details for you in the news update. Uh, and then Ali and I were talking. This is interesting. Yesterday, off the air, we were talking about uh, millennials because you are a millennial. I
0: am a proud millennial. And
2: you were saying how uh, how you have this incredible drive and you want to succeed in your professional career and everything you do and all those things. And I was listening to you, and I, I told you that for folks who are a little bit <laughs> older, that's not necessarily our impression of millennials. So we we're we going to talk about that, those different perspectives. I get
0: it. You don't like me, Barry. It's yeah. okay.
2: <laughs> no, I do like you. That's Allie Party. I'm Barry Markson. Uh, stay with us, folks. It's KTAR.